You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll brainstorm this later. We'll edit it later for now. <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Lingo. My name is Matteo Portelli. Matteo Portelli. Today, we'll be hearing from a few folks and their experiences as leaders and find out the best principles and practices that make our community a better place. Welcome to Leadership Lingo. Now, I've never been to the Philippines, and I've been to Connecticut once, but we have a special friend of mine in the studio today who's been to both, born in the Philippines, grew up in Connecticut. He's a senior studying economics, graduating next semester. Congratulations on that. And he's a current senator for the Lee Business School. John Toledo, thanks for being on Leadership Lingo. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I mean, especially, you know, this we're talking to the future right now, but I really appreciate you coming during spring break, man. How's your spring break been? How many days has it been since we started a day? I think it's, what is it, Wednesday? So I guess, oh God, it's Tuesday, so two. <laughs> two days, okay. Pretty good. Just go to going to clubs, Yep. having fun. Very good. Awesome, man. Is that, is that the plan for the rest of the week too? Just <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good Vegas college lifestyle. What brought you to UNLV? Because I, I can't imagine many other universities in the country have as, bad, as good of a nightlife as Vegas. Uh... Well, you, I didn't really go here for the parties. I, I right. People told me UNLV wasn't a party school because right. it's a commuter school. Right. But I really just went here because, you know, a lot of Filipinos are here. Good diversity, <laughs> good true. culture, true. good food, Spring Mountain. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty much. So the clubs are just a bonus, though. I get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just recently started going, like, in January. Mm. But, um, but it's been really fun. Very cool, man. I turned 21 last November, and uh, I really have yet to flex those those new legal privileges. <laughs> oh, you're like a month younger than me? Hmm. October 12th. Yep, I'm November 12th. Oh, that's exactly crazy. a yeah, month. That's pretty crazy. Does that make you a Scorpio? I don't know how that works. Libra. Okay. I'm a Scorpio. I've been told. <laughs> now what that means, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. <either. laughs> um, I will say that when I was in CSUN uh, way back when, um, like beginning of last year, I was uh, told by at least two other senators. Oh, you're such a Scorpio. I'm like, dude, I just I just don't want students' dollars to be wasted. That's my <laughs> that was my impetus uh, for joining CSUN. But you're uh, you've been a senator for how long now? Um, on and off about a year now. Wow. Um, first time was sophomore year, 2021. Um, I remember I broke a golf cart and then left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then, then I came back and said, sorry for the golf cart guys, but, um, I'm back. <laughs> well, I'm <clears throat> cool. Now I can't drive them, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have consequences for, for mistakes, but, but I'm glad you're in, in the Senate. Um, in fact, I remember when you, uh, went up for appointment, um, thought you had a phenomenal story. Um, and I, it's always good to see students of any background, any, any, you know, any religion, any race, whatever, interested in serving their neighbors and, and their fellow students. I think it's a good thing. Um, I've known you for a while now, and, and I've always known you to be that kind of person to, to have those difficult discussions. Um, so I appreciate you being in, in CSUN. So my first question on that point uh, would be, why do you think students get involved in CSUN? You know, we've got 25,000 undergraduates on campus. CSUN um, is by no by no means the most powerful student government association in the country. But, you know, we got over a million dollars in operating budget. It's nothing to laugh at. Why do you think folks like you, like me, and like other folks get involved in CSUN? <clears throat> well, I think everyone has their own reason, but 
in my perspective, from what I've seen in CSUN being in here for a good amount of time, um, it's either obviously the resume fillers, there are people who are truly, you know, wanting to make a difference on campus, and there are people who just um, get in through like chance or something. Like me, when I first got into CSUN, it was honestly completely by chance. I saw an application in the email and um, all of a sudden I'm walking into a room with like a bunch of people in suits mm -hmm. and I'm like saying <laughs> a speech about my pizza club and they laughed and they were like, welcome to CSUN. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess I'm a senator now. But um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the way I see it. People get involved in CSUN because of those three reasons and um, obviously nobody wants to like... Because I've seen a lot of senators in CSUN come in, and some of them, obviously, there are people who just go in, vote, and then go home. Sometimes they don't do their work. And the other ones, they really do, like, sorry, they really do everything in their power to try to make this campus better. And you don't, ha I feel like people have this kind of grandiose kind of thought about student government that I can't get in because I don't know what to do. But... I literally got in and I had no idea sure. what to do. Sure. But over time, I found a way to make my time there worth it. And it wasn't just by kind of, you know, I don't know funding like mm. to save uh, the spotted owl or something. Mm. It wasn't that. It was just tiny, small things that you can do. And over time, they build up. But maybe just something like reaching out to an RSO, making sure they have their funding in place and like reaching out to students and letting them know we have resources on campus. Like those tiny, small things add up. So... The people who are, I guess, get into CSUN just because they got randomly put in or because it's a resume filler. Um, over time, I've noticed them too also get into the groove of like how to operate and like what to do because there, there's obviously there's obviously there are people who are overachievers in CSUN who try to like change everything and like try to add in new sponsorships like all the time. And those people are great. Like those people honestly kind of carry CSUN too, but. On a day-to-day, -day, it, it's really the small things that add up that I realized. Um, that's why I believe everyone has a place in CSUN, no matter if you if you have a plan or not. I didn't have a plan. I just did the small, tiny administrative things day-to-day, -day, and then eventually it works out. That's awesome. What what would you say does the day-to-day -day look like for a CSUN senator? Because <clears throat> I understand that, I mean, I got paid. I assume you still get paid. I'm pretty sure it's baked into our <laughs> into the Hopefully. bylaws, right? Um, and, and it's an important responsibility to be accepting those student tuition dollars, and we have to use them wisely. So what does a day-to-day -day look like for a senator? Well, we only have meetings, like, I think every week that's an academic week. Um, so the day-to-day -day is really totally up to how you make it out to be. Like, you can choose to go to meetings one time a week or two times a week for your committee and general senate, and that's it. You don't do anything. Because legal... or. According to the bylaws, that's all you have to do to stay as sure. a senator. But um, in my case, I like to reach out to the RSOs that we funded in Ways and Means. I like to reach out to RSOs that we haven't funded. Um, I have friends who are RSO leaders, and I always reach out to them saying, hey, this is how much left in the budget. You should probably get your budget down, and I'll help them with that. Mm. So to me, that's my day-to-day, -day, making sure that um, you know we can fund these RSOs. But again, that's not something I'm really obligated to do. It's more like something that... I realized I can help with, and I decide to do that myself. Um, but obviously other senators, they have their own day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. but um, I, I try to do a lot more than what is required for the bylaws, even though they don't pay me that much. But <laughs> Hey, that's okay. Now, I understand that you represent the Lee Business School. Mm -hmm. um, 
do you work with a lead business admin or faculty as well? Or what does that relationship look like? Um, I typically only work with the dean's office whenever I need a table in there. Um, There is something that I've really wanted to do before I leave, and it's um, because it it just rained today. Talking to the future selves, too. It just rained today. I swear to God, every time it rains, the business school is flooded. Flooding? Absolutely. Very much flooded. Um, And I know why. It's because they have canopies instead of a roof. There's no roof, yeah. It's the only building on campus that rains inside. (laughs) Trying to think. Yeah. It's like a donut. Yeah. It's like a giant, like, cavity. It's something I wanted to reach out to, like, facilities management or Mm. something, or maybe the dean's office there and see if there's, like, options. Get another canopy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they could just literally put a tarp or something to cover the little holes. But but No, that's a really good point, actually. Wow. Yeah, I remember when I was an engineering uh, major, because I'm a former computer science major, and uh, I love comp sci, do IT on the civilian side, and uh, I'm not good at math, so that's why I switched over to history. But when I was a senator for the College of Engineering, um, it was not super easy uh, to, to get a hold of, of folks. You know, I've had various computer science majors tell me, like, you know, we wish that the TBE building was open until midnight. You know, we wish that there were more computers in this spot. So students obviously have a lot of concerns. It's, it's, it's clear to me that not always are those concerns effectively translated uh, to faculty. I also know that senators are not supposed to be ambassadors for the college, right? Their job is to go to the CSUN meetings, not necessarily go to the dean's office meetings. So so I'm sympathetic to that. Do you think that CSUN's, what would you say, outreach efforts um, could be improved? Like, what have you seen? Because I know, like, <clears throat> I know you've been a CSUN officer for a while now. You know, I, we're at the involvement fair. I know we table a lot, but... Where are some avenues do you think that CSUN could do better uh, to improve outreaching to students? There is a really good example I have of this. Um, we had a meeting once uh, about the, do you know the dark side on campus? I do. And for people who don't mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. the STEM side where it's mostly dark. Now it's, I think it's all fixed, all the lights, but before all, a lot of the lights were broken yep. and it was very dark. And there was a really interesting meeting that happened in CSUN where a lot of the senators got really mad hmm. that we weren't doing enough to help the situation mm-hmm. and they wanted more outreach and like more people to like fix it right and then the then president isaac uh, hernandez he told us that it, it's everything's on the rebel safe app you can just report it on there and it'll get fixed by maintenance but the senators um still wanted i guess a plan or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. some sort of action something that we visible. can do something visible that yeah. we can do but the the solution was already there so I say this because in terms of outreach, it's completely up to the senators if how much they want to do. Like I said, um, there is a minimum that we have to do and that's in the bylaws. Meetings, committee meetings, and attendance. That's it. But the senators themselves and like people in – I see executive branch really active. Usually, obviously, it makes sense because, again, they're executive. They really represent um, like the general population. We only represent our colleges. But that being said – um, for outreach, all the senators had to do to fix the lights wasn't to pass a bill, like mm-hmm. get more money or something or talk to someone. All they had to do was go out at night, mm-hmm. maybe band together a group of senators right. and take pictures yep. of the lights, submit those. Right now they're all fixed. I think they mm-hmm. hired more patrol officers to take pictures, but we could have also done mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I say this because in terms of outreach and how effective CSUN is outreaching, it can be very effective 
so long as we actually outreach <laughs> because it takes me at least three weeks mm. for some people to respond to me <laughs> for like things that are very simple like maybe a, a student comes to me with an idea and I email senators about it um, and it takes like a good amount of time before we even get a response and then a follow-up mm. and then we have to talk to all these people set up meetings and that is at least two months because our outreach kind of um, drive is not very high. Yeah, I mean, I remember I've got, I don't know what it is, maybe it's because I'm first gen or what, but I enjoy talking to folks who are tabling. doesn't matter who. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's an RSO who's tabling, I, it's going to be a rare day that I don't go up to them. And every single time I've asked an RSO if they've received their CSUN funding, maybe 80% of the time they say, I don't know what that is. 20% of the time they say, I don't know how. They're aware of it, right. but I don't know how. And uh, and I'll usually tell them like, well, hey, here's how to look up who your senator is. You mm -hmm. know, I'll give them the website. And I don't know if it's a bureaucracy thing because, trust me, you know, again, you have over 400 undergraduate RSOs, over 450 in total. Um, and, of course, we give money to non-student groups such as, you know, university sponsorships mm -hmm. and whatnot. So we do give money out, but it's clear that at least a, a sizable minority of students who would benefit from this funding either don't know how to or don't have the assistance. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the solution is to that because I, it might be like a cultural <clears throat> problem. Like you, you said yourself, you enjoy going to students and helping. Maybe our own senators, especially new freshman senators, and I don't mean freshmen in that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> especially newer senators. Um, maybe they don't know, right? Because they're literally new. So they're also learning. So I don't know what your thoughts are on, on to improve that process. Because um, so I... I've been helping the Lee Women in Business Club mm -hmm. for at least like a year now with their funding because they had a lot of problems. And it was all I had to do was just because I was friends with the president. All I had to do was just text them and they would tell me the information. Mm. I told it to the chair of Ways and Means mm. and they would talk and they'd help each other. A lot of the RSOs also have problems with and they were so in Ways and Means we have liaisons um, like senators assigned to RSOs to check up on. But our really only requirement in that is sending the required email to let them know of the meeting right. and the required follow-up, let letting them know of the general Senate meeting. So after that, it's just collecting receipts at the end, and I think that should be it. But there's nothing like – basically, I feel like a lot of people in CSUN sometimes just do the bare minimum yeah. as required by the bylaws. And I'm guilty of that too. Sure, sure. But – uh, it's really a big disservice to the people who we're funding yeah. because they're left in the dark with a lot of this stuff. Because Not because we're like hiding things. It's sure. just because sometimes I guess we don't have time to yeah, reach out to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in my view to solve this, it would be just to honestly just send texts. Like maybe just give out senators like Google voice numbers mm -hmm. and then just send texts to them. Like, Because I don't know why emails are really hard for people to... <laughs> To respond to i don't know if it's a gen z thing I do not. <laughs> yeah i'm on my emails 24 7 but yeah because well, you're a business major <laughs> but um i feel like just having a, a nice google voice yeah. on their like bottom of the bio just to reach them real quick yeah i feel like that would solve a lot of things because then they'll actually look at those rather than sending emails that again i'm kind of salty about this that people don't respond to yeah, sure. for months so yeah yeah no i think you're right i think it, and everything about college is, is professional development. I mean, that's mm -hmm. why we started Leadership Lingo is, is to help people in, in their professional development and, and learn from leaders like yourself. Um, so in in the months that you've been in CSUN, and, and I'm sure you've been involved, you know, you, you mentioned that you've been helping Lee, Lee, uh, Lee Women, is it, excuse me, Lee Women in Business? 
that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, you obviously have had a hand in advising a lot of RSOs. What are some positives or values that you've you've seen both in CSUN and outside of CSUN that have proven to be beneficial to organizations? Basically, what advice would you give to some organizational leaders, especially if they're trying to break into CSUN and trying to push for, for advocacy? <clears throat> know what you want to advocate for because a lot of people want to be leaders and they want to like be you know to influence things but some people make it too general like i know what i'm advocating for in season um safety for students um sexual violence prevention and i'm because in business we call this uh specialization makes efficiency so the more you specialize in something that you want to advocate for something really like small but something you can make be a professional on, like know 100% what you need to do, know the people you need to talk to, know what this, the numbers are. I feel like that's what makes a good leader is if you know what the problem is you want to solve and you know it by heart. Um, some people like to advocate for um, like a things are way too broad. Uh, some, I don't know. I don't want to give an example, <laughs> but some leaders just, are all over the place. Like they want to fix this, do this, uh, increase this. But at the end of the day, if you overexert yourself way too much, and if you are like too over-encompassing with your problems, then none of them will get solved. You will actually do a disservice to the people who you who are like trusting you to be their leader. Because um, the more that you don't know what you're doing, obviously the less you'll get sure. Done. So in me... I feel like that's my the biggest thing that I've learned in college and like the biggest thing I've used as a leader and like working in corporate is that specialization creates efficiency. So I've decided to specialize in like a few key things, know them by heart, the back of my hand, and it, it's been working out really good because then I know who to talk to, how to actually get things done and show results. What's a good working definition of leadership? <clears throat> um, and I know it's kind of a big question, but but what's a good definition of leadership that you've seen, especially in interacting with other student leaders? And of course, you know your corporate background. Like, like a like a sentence to define leadership. Yeah, yeah. Um, How would you define leadership? Um, and here here's a qualifier, because of course you mentioned uh, specialization, mm-hmm. right? and that's you know reaching into my military background that's that's the cornerstone of the army right every soldier mm-hmm. has general orders every soldier goes through basic combat training so we all have the basics together but we're only valuable because we're we have specific jobs right but not every person who's a specialist goes on to be a sergeant right not every person is de- is designed to be a leader at all times right mm-hmm. we all change roles at various times in our lives uh, and of course depending on circumstance right so in the absence of leadership or in the absence of poor leadership those are those are appropriate times to to ascend um, but specialization alone can't be, in, at least in my estimation, mm. specialization alone doesn't make the mark of a good leader. So in your experience, what would you say is a good leader? People who can rally people and people that people follow, because you don't have to be like the president of something to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people who are presidents, obviously they have the title, right. but maybe they don't listen. Mm. You know, People who are like these high up roles in businesses, sure, they have the title, but sometimes they don't listen to that person. They listen to like some like a lawyer or something. I'd say they're the leader. They listen to like the person below the president, like the someone in like the Senate or something. I say they're the leader. Um, and something as you know, I'm like kind of a history nerd. But uh, in China, <laughs> way back in um, when uh, after Mao, 
was deposed. Uh, they, the most powerful person in China wasn't the president. It was actually, I don't remember, it was like the prime minister or something. But they weren't like the head of right. the, the party. They were the person who was the most popular and the person who people believed in and trusted. Mm. And I feel like that's what makes a leader, is somebody who can elicit trust because of their expertise and can elicit um, a following because of that trust. It doesn't matter what your role is. Mm -hmm. Anybody can be a leader, I feel like. Even if you're like, what, a cashier or something, and people hate the manager, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously the person who's cashier is going to take the lead on most things because mm -hmm. they follow that person. The manager can just be a, a placeholder or something, just take the money. But the real leader would be the person who actually is getting people to rally and like getting people motivated and like, you know, to trust them. So I mean, that's a leader, someone you can trust because of their expertise and someone who can be followed because of that trust. <clears throat> that's a really good definition. It's probably one of my favorite ones that we've had so far. <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody? Um, it could be one of your colleagues or it could be somebody who's interested in running for, for the Senate this fall. But what advice would you give to someone um, who not only wants to do a good job, right? And and I'm I'm sure they'll get really good mentorship uh, with our new administration, and, and I'm sure they'll be prepared on paper. But what advice would you give them if they one day want to be that leader, or not even just be, you know, let's take away the title for a sec, if they want to be trusted, if, mm -hmm. they, if they want to be reliable? Maybe respond to emails? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a start. They've been doing pretty good at that too. But, that's good. Um, as for a new administration in student government mm -hmm. you're saying um to build trust i feel like it would take because the current administration is really trying to build trust as well but obviously they're kind of really busy with a lot of things um hmm maybe showing a, a public face of uh i guess appreciation but then again i believe in trust trusting actions not really trusting words because anyone can say anything so maybe if they showed that they actually were gonna push on the initiatives they promised for they show they're willing to work with the people who may have been on opposing sides and stuff um i feel like that's a leader worth trusting but i wouldn't trust the leader that just says things i'd trust I, frankly um <clears throat> if they didn't say anything at all to us zero words but they did things to like support us did things to um to make, I don't know, make their promises like fulfilled um, and helped us with that. I would trust them more than the leader who would, you know, coddle us all the time and like go to meetings with us and say, hey, like, thank you for being here. I I'd trust that more than um, than someone who did that. Yeah. Let's let's kind of push it uh, or let's change tracks a little bit uh, talking about not so much CSUN as an operation, as an entity, but more of the, the brand of student government, right? So, <clears throat> so if we look at UNR, we look at CSN, we look at other universities who are also are huge, right? We're talking tens of thousands of students. Um, there's a reason why people to come, to, come, excuse me, there's a reason why people come to UNLV, right? Whether it's because we're number one in the world for hospitality, whether it's because we do have a nationally ranked uh, business school, mm -hmm. um, we're just now starting to really dive into engineering. Hopefully RebelSat goes well. I'd really, really like to go into space. Um, so, you know, UNLV is really growing as an institution. Um, I think that students should have, you mentioned trust, confidence in where their money goes. And of course, every single student with they consent by enrolling, but you know they don't really negotiate how much they give to student government. It's about two dollars for every credit hour they take goes to their student government. 
I don't think most students know that. And I think when they learn that, they start, their ears perk up, they really start to pay attention. At least I've had people say like, oh, shoot, when's the next meeting, right? You know, so I wonder going forward, you know, for the remainder of your tenure, uh, term in office and, and looking to the new administration that will be coming in in a few weeks. I wonder what we can do as, as student leaders to just remind students that student government exists, you know, because it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be this sort of this sort of like head down. Everybody has to wear a tie, although I'm very pro professional dress. I, I'm very pro business mm-hmm. attire. But you know what I mean? It's like that's the point of it isn't to role play. Right. The point of student government is to help RSOs. It's to help Greek life. It's to help students uh, with the money that they pay in. So I guess my question to you would be, what would you like to see um, CSUN turn into going forward, of course, um, because you mentioned trust, and that's good. And, and again, we'll hopefully try to keep our leaders accountable in that way. Um, but but sort of more abstractly, by the time you graduate, what would you like students to have? What opinion, excuse me, would you like students to have of CSUN? Hopefully any opinion so that they know that mm-hmm. it exists <laughs> first mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like one of the biggest things that people get turned off with by CSUN, um, there was a meeting three two three weeks ago, and next to us was the Filipino club. Um, they were having like a little get-together, and they were playing musical chairs and everything. They were being really loud. <clears throat> so and we you- love FASA, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and a few people from the meeting went over there and said, hey, can you guys keep it down, hmm. right? And then my friend told me, he was at the meeting too, um, when Suez came up to tell them to lower the volume, someone screamed out, blank son, what did they ever do for us? Um, and I feel like that, obviously it was like a little snarky comment, sure. but it made me start thinking like, what have we been yeah. doing like, that affects all the students. And um, I feel like a lot of people don't know about CSUN because they it hasn't affected them too much. Besides, you know, the $2 a credit thing, but it hasn't really given like a big kind of impact. Because I remember back when I was a senator in Karen Yap's administration and they passed the, there was like a DACA, um, I forgot what it was. It was a scholarship for... Are you talking about to pay that. student uh, CSUN employees who are not... It had something to do with yeah, for, DACA. I thought it was for the, the undocumented uh, yeah, student Yeah, the undocumented, yeah. Yep. Um, I remember they did that, and that got a lot of attention. And that was when CSUN, a lot of people knew about CSUN back then. I remember that too, right. because um, sometimes I would, sometimes I'd go down to the Starbucks and have the badge just to, <laughs> yeah. just, just for a little clout. Just for some clout, yeah. yeah. Just hey, can clout. I get a student government <laughs> discount, please? I'm kidding, like, that doesn't oh. exist. Yeah, <laughs> sadly. And they were like, oh, you're in CSUN. And I was like, yeah. But then now, um, sometimes, especially when the thing with Isaac and like, uh, the thing with the other people were going on in CSUN. He's his name. <laughs> oh, Isaac and Kevin, yeah. When um, they were having their whole kind of issues, um, I feel like a lot of people didn't know about CSUN because they didn't care anymore because mm-hmm. it wasn't doing too much for them besides the drama. So sometimes I would actually take off the badge when I'd get Starbucks. And um, I just think that the way to get CSUN on the books on like the radar again for students is if we can really push for something to help the students obviously because they'll only care if you know we actually help them rather than just having these leaks on reddit and like having these like little drama little clicks going on and everyone's like oh 
CSUN, that, that toxic place, rather than having it like that, they'll be like, oh, CSUN, that place that gave us the, those newspapers or something, or the place that gave me my New York Times subscription or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, like little things like that. Yeah, I don't know if people know. Um, you can get Canva for free, Canva mm-hmm. Pro for free with your Rebel Mail. And I'm like 80% sure that's thanks to CSUN negotiating. That might not be thanks to CSUN, but I only learned about it through CSUN. So that, you know, there there are definitely certain perks that students receive thanks to student government. So I think action speaking louder than words right. is never more true when it comes to government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Well, in this case, though, the bad actions speak louder than the good actions. So we really have to do a lot of good right yeah. now in order to make sure that um, people have people know about us, one, and people know about us for the right reasons, too. Gotcha. Because right now. There are people that know about us, but there are a lot of people that know about us for the wrong reasons, like the the really bad, toxic reasons. So I think that's what a CSUN needs to work on. Okay. Very good. Well, I mean, I really appreciate your time on the show today, John. I, I'm curious if there's any um, uh, business, excuse me, if there's any business students listening, if they wanted to get in touch with you in your capacity as their senator, uh, how can folks reach out to you? Um, I have a... A page on the CSUN website. You can just go to CSUN UNLV, click Legislative Branch, and find John Toledo. And my email's there, and so is my Google Voice number. Very good. Yeah, for folks, that's unlv.edu slash CSUN. Uh, you click Legislative Branch, you can see all the senators, and uh, you can find their email there. And I, you might be the only CSUN senator who has a Google Voice <laughs> number, dude, so that's pretty great. It's my corporate background. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. well. Don't spam him with text, but but if you need to reach out to John, he is uh, he is your senator. So very good. Well, I mean, you've been a delight, man. I really appreciate your time. Thirty minutes flies by uh, when you're talking about helping people. Um, but I hope to have you on the show again. Yep, sounds good. All right, man. I'll talk it's to you later. Fun. Thank you. Thanks. If you want to find out more information about the folks we interviewed here today or just learn more, you're more than welcome to follow us at Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Leadership Lingo. You can also shoot me an email at Mateo at LeadershipLingo.show. That's M-A-T-E-O at LeadershipLingo.S-H-O-W. We'll catch you next time. Stay safe, stay hydrated. Have a great day.